to reign in hell or serve in heaven, an original fairy tale written and narrated by Paul Martin, cover art by Paul Martin, copyright Paul Martin's Fine Films and Audiobooks 2018. Long ago, in a magical exotic world of the desert, there lived two boys who were twins, Halma and Hagger. They lived with their parents on a goat farm, where they relied on these animals for milk, meat and clothing. The boys were on the verge of adulthood. One night, when the family was away at a festival, a pack of fierce wolves descended on their goats. The goats fought valiantly and killed a couple of the wolves and seriously injured a few more. But they were no match for their assailants and had soon killed most of the goats. When the family returned, they were horrified and threw rocks at the wolves who fled as they chased them away with their scimitars. Only a few goats remained. The father said to the boys, There is only enough goats to provide for your mother and I. You are not young any more, you are old enough to leave home. So, I am sending you out into the world to look after yourselves. I am giving you each five gold coins, your scimitar, and a messenger pigeon to tell us your whereabouts so we can join you later on. Stay safe, stick together, and good fortune be with you. The two boys left, intent on staying together. After three days' journey, they reached a rocky slope and slowly descended down the steps. It was wet and slippery. They slid down and got badly cut and bruised from their fall and were bleeding badly. They looked up from where they were injured and a young child was sitting on a rock watching them. She could not have been more than five years old and emitted radiant light from her eyes. Without being asked, the young girl got up and touched the places where they were bleeding and they were instantly healed with the pain going away. Where are you headed? the little girl asked. I am in search of wealth and prosperity, said Halma. That is what I want. I want to find a good income, said Hagger, so I can look after my parents who are old and poor. Give your gold and show compassion on me, said the little girl. I know who you are, said Halma. You're one of those angels that search the hearts of people. You test us to see if we are generous and kind of heart. Halma was generous because he saw it as an investment to get something in return, but Hagger was generous because he liked to do good things for people. They both handed her their gold coins. Then the little girl spoke. I'm giving you a choice because of your generosity. Both things you do are guaranteed to lead to prosperity. Would you rather serve in heaven or reign in hell? I want to serve in heaven, said Hacker. Halma 
looked appalled. I want to reign in hell, he said. The two boys began arguing over who had made the better choice. Because they did not want to part company, they kept probing the angelic girl for more details, so they could make a more informed choice. But she refused and simply said, Would you rather serve in heaven or reign in hell? Eventually, they stayed with their original choices, both brothers feeling heartbroken to part company, but unwilling to compromise. The girl spoke. Step forward, Halma. He did so. She produced a large bag. This is what you will need for your destination. A gold scepter to recognise you as the ruler. A letter with a seal that signifies you as such. There is also a map so you can find your way. She then made a shrill whistle and out of nowhere a swift white horse with a purple saddle came out and galloped over to them. Your steed for the journey, she said. Halma galloped off. Where is my bag? asked Hacker. You don't get a bag, you just follow me, said the angel. We have a long arduous journey of three days up the mountain. Halma continued his journey, checking his map momentarily to make sure he was on the correct path. After just a few hours, he was nearing his destination. Then he came to a blockade of soldiers. They were tall and menacing, with spears and scimitars. Halt! Who are you? a soldier asked. I am your new ruler, he said, producing his gold scepter. The warriors instantly knelt before him. Then they kissed his feet and the feet of his horse as an act of humility. Halma was now very excited about what lay in store for him as the soldiers escorted him downhill to a city that lay in the valley. They began chanting, All hail the newest ruler! as he was led into the city streets. The streets were absolutely filthy, and starving, emaciated people looked on at him with hatred and envy, with more than a few motioning daggers across their throats as they looked at him. In the town square was a large church with an upside-down cross atop it. People were leaving the church bruised and bloody and some of them were violently punching each other as they left the building. He was also appalled by the stench of the city's sewage. He looked forward to entering the Golden Palace in the distance. The palace was heavily guarded while starving people were begging for food outside. The guards were pitiless and just laughed at them. If they approached the guards, they were violently kicked over and beaten hard. Halma was led through the royal hall and into the throne room with his entourage constantly chanting, All hail the newest ruler! Then Halma looked startled. 
there was already a ruler sitting on the throne, and he had a scepter identical to Halma's. What's this? he shouted in shock, looking at Halma. Guards, seize this imposter! But instead of seizing Halma, they seized the man on the throne. He was soundly beaten and thrown outside the palace where he joined all the other beggars. Halma was relieved to see his predecessor go. Halma sat on his royal throne and lapped up the adoration from all the officials and court advisers who took turns to pour praise over him. The smell of sewage permeated the whole palace, which was very unpleasant. He was becoming prouder and prouder by the minute. He had been ruler for just one day, eating luxuriously when he heard chanting in the distance, All hail the newest ruler, he could hear. More people coming in to exalt me, he thought to himself. Then they entered the throne room. Much to his shock, he saw an entourage of guards enter with a woman who was holding the exact same sceptre as himself. Arrest this imposter, he screamed at the guards. But instead, the guards seized him. They dragged him out of the throne room, and the woman looked relieved to see her predecessor go. He was soundly beaten and thrown out into the streets. With all the other beggars, his proud, exalted feelings drove him insane with rage and bitterness as he began scheming how he could become the ruler again. But everyone else in the city except the guards was plotting the same thing. Nobody trusted anyone in this city, and no one was friends with anyone else. Meanwhile, after an arduous journey, the little girl led Hagar up to the top of the mountain. Every few hours they stopped for a drink of clean water and some delicious cakes she baked to give him the strength he needed. Now their journey was at an end. There were no palaces anywhere to be seen. There were open fields with either sheep, goats, crops, cattle and fruit trees and a tall white tower in the middle of each field. You will be tending the goats in this field, she said. Next to the white tower there was also chickens and vegetables to attend to. A kindly-looking man on a horse with a black beard, a crown and a shepherd's scepter stood outside his house waiting for him to arrive. This is the shepherd king, said the angel. It gives me enormous joy that you have joined us here, said the king. Hagger bowed reverently. There is work mixed with church and communal feasting. We look after all who are poor and share what we have. Send the pigeon back to your parents so they can join you. I will also send my angel 
to break the spell of pride that has entranced your brother who has completely forgotten about you in his quest to rule again in the kingdom of fools. As the days went by, Hagger began to make friends in the community where he was treated like family. Each church service left him feeling inspired and full of hope as he prayed for his family to join him, especially his brother. He found his work a joyful and rewarding experience. One month after his arrival, his parents joined him in his spacious house, the White Tower. Three months later, they were reunited with Halma, who was deeply grateful to be free from his hellish experience and the torment of pursuing foolishness. The End <laughs>